to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. Brian, we are uh, Olympics. We're in the Olympics. It's Let me the, ask you, how much have you watched? It's the 23rd Olympiad. I have no idea which. The Olympiad. 2020 Olympics in 2021. Correct. Um, I watched a little bit. I'm not, I got to be honest with you. I'm not really feeling the Olympics this year. Yeah. But I am the in the minority in my house, my wife and my kids, especially my they love it. They love it. So it's on my TV a lot, um, especially my kids being home a little more this summer. Like, uh, so like it's every night so far it started. It's a TV event. It's a made-for-TV event. Yes. And they are the audience that NBC is looking to capture. I will watch a little of the swimming when it's live, but I have not watched anything else. Nothing else. The swimming really? is it. And they did a good job of getting people in and out of the pool. Last night I happened to be home for a little bit mm-hmm. and I was watching it. But, um, you know, you're right. It, it's, you know, my wife, my kids who are 12 and 13, they don't know when there's a live bug or not a live bug. They're just looking to watch a show. My daughter likes watching gymnastics. You know. Yeah, mine too. Yep. It I, is my, what it is. It could be a day and a half old. They don't know. They don't know. They don't care. Uh, we're tipping this on Tuesday night, the 27th. And right now, my daughter is probably finding out what a lot of us found out earlier today in terms of, you mentioned the gymnastics, Eric, that Simone Biles is out of the games uh, for reasons. Of course, that caused a Twitter uh, outrage, of course. Because people on Twitter are because people on Twitter are in. So, first of all, I hope she's okay. I know she was having some mental health things. She said, that, she said that's the reason she decided to step away. And so my daughter's about to find that out. And then later she'll find out that the U.S. women finished uh, with the silver medal. So, so there was debate. She doesn't know. My daughter's not on Twitter. My daughter's not watching ESPN. She doesn't care. She's going to turn on tonight. If she so, like me right now and watch all this. So there was some debate in our newsroom tonight. Someone came up to the sports department. I won't say who this reporter was. And they said, so what's the deal with this? I'm like, well, what do you mean? And What's the deal with Simone Biles? Exactly. What's going on? You know, all these and, people that don't want to watch. She said, is this, is this going to be the new excuse now? Excuse for what? So some people on radio and Twitter were saying, is it now easier to be an athlete and just say, I'm not 100% mentally there? And again, this is not about mental illness or mental whatever, however you want to classify this. But mm-hmm. If you're not feeling 100% mentally, will this is this now going to be a trend where some athletes may be you know, again, not to joke about mental health, or I'm not no. going to, but is this going to make it easier for some athletes to play the mental health card? Okay, well, let me flip that around. And I think this is the way I would have answered it. And I don't know how it was answered. Or if you were asked a question yeah. or something else in the sports department, I'd, I would answer that. I'd say, I'd say, well, what, what, what is, I'd say, well, not as an excuse. Maybe this is a, what, a now a valid reason, whereas in the past, people would do things they weren't comfortable with and do it because they thought they'd be mocked or they thought that mental having a mental health issue or something was not an excuse. And I hate that word excuse because as was also pointed out on the idiocy of the Twitter machine today, you know, she's doing, a, you know, the gymnastics, that's not, not dangerous. And if she's got something going on where she doesn't feel she can do it or she's going to screw up the team or God forbid really hurt herself, that's fine and i know this is a touchy subject and people like because we've all grown up with you know certainly our generation and certainly our parents generation which is the generation that taught us when we're suck it up up. so you play through it play dude you know it's play through pain play through dad my arm hurts i don't care 
I don't play through pain. You need two more outs. <laughs> you need two more outs. Just suck it up, man. It's life is hard. S happens, and you got to work through it. Whether it's you know, you don't feel like doing a job, or you don't. So I get that, and to a degree, I understand that. But every individual is different. So, and again, I don't know the reporter. I don't know what the context of the conversation besides what you just said. But my <laughs> idea is like, don't put everything as just another excuse. Every individual is different, and I think we knew going in that these Olympics are different. So we don't know what it's like to have to compete there where there's no fans. There's a COVID, I wouldn't say, maybe not a panic, but certainly there has to be a concern about COVID. So there's just going to be a lot weighing on these on these athletes' minds. And we said at the beginning, if some people decide this ain't for me, I feel really hard being judgmental about that, at least this year in, in what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I guess it's more of just, it's more sports talk show fodder, I guess, than anything else. I was, I was right. driving in the car today. I was going to a couple different events and, you know, someone called in, well, is this going to be Araldis Chapman now going to say, hey, you know what? There's a lot of pressure on me closing these games. Maybe it got to me a little bit, you know, mentally sometimes it's harder than others. So is it going to, I guess that was, again, uh, not to trivialize anyone's mental health well-being. Just, I guess it's more sports talk fodder than anything. Right. Well, I think there's a legitimate qu- side to that because I do feel like, well, maybe could she play through it? But I, I say that just my that's my first gut reaction. But then if I think about it, I go like, well, you know, we should be more educated about the stuff than we've been and yeah. just understand how important this stuff is. And the, the world that we live in now, especially the last 20 months or whatever, has changed a lot. So let's not paint with too broad a brush. And if you really want to be the opposite of that, you'd say, well, if she really didn't think she was going to have it, you know, is stepping aside and letting someone else do what she did for the is that for the betterment of the team? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a it's a long conversation that people smarter than us are probably better equipped to handle. And like I said, you're going to get the people from 20 years ago when Michael Jordan played one, you know, the game with the flu. Like, hey, you know what? Right. I'm not 100 today. I'm not playing. You can't really compare the two things when you're dealing with the physical health and the mental health. And you don't know because and it's what's in someone's head. Sometimes it's quite possible that Simone Biles is in, would have been in a better place playing with a stomach bug than she was with whatever she's dealing with right now. We don't know. It's easy to criticize, and everyone's you know everyone's an expert on things they know nothing about. This is true. All right, so there's your Olympic update. Baseball wise, I think we actually you know we kind of touched about our kids, our family are into the Olympics. Again, I'm not yeah. into it that much. I'm not going to go subscribe to the Peacock Network or anything like that. Uh, baseball Mets. We were talking about before we were on air. You were taping this on Tuesday night, and the Mets are running out. You know, pitchers that probably aren't major league pitchers to play. So Definitely. let's start with that. How is this team still in first place in the National League East, a division that bad, or what? Uh, scotch tape, uh, luck, grit, uh, luck, grit again, and uh, some guys stepping up that you never heard of. But you're right. I'm watching right now. Is big series for the Mets this week with Atlanta trying to sort of put Atlanta to bed if they could win this series, the Mets, that is. They're down 2 nothing because a guy they DFA'd, as, you know, you're a baseball guy, you know, that means designated for assignment, get off the roster. Jared Eikhoff is pitching. He's not very good. They're already down 2 nothing in the top of the first. But they just don't have any pitching left. We've talked about it. There's Carlos Carrasco still out. Noah Syndergaard, TBA, the huge, the big, big, big one. No Jake DeGrom still. We don't know when. Yeah, when, I mean, they're talking maybe a couple more weeks. Another That's, week. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, you know, we'll get into this in a couple of minutes because I think the trade deadline for the two the two or three teams we talked about a lot on this podcast is really interesting for all three teams. We'll get to that. But for the Mets, it's just like they've gotten some good pitching from guys you didn't expect tonight, notwithstanding. Uh, 
Um, the hitting, the offense has been better since the all-star break. It's still inconsistent. And the bullpen has been, for the most part, good. And as we keep saying, Eric, the National League Eastern Division sucks this year. And they, they were preseason picked to be the best. Yeah, I know. And we talked about it. We said, we said, I think you and I talked about, it, like, hey, at least three teams, maybe four of the five teams in this division could all make a run. And what the National League West has become is what I thought, I think we thought, would be the National League East, like three, a bunch of really good teams fighting it out. Instead, you look out west and the Giants, who've been a great story, and the Dodgers and the Char- Chargers, geez, Brian, and the Padres all look like they'll probably all be playoff teams. Yeah. And the East, you know, the Mets are three and a half games ahead of Philadelphia as we tape this tonight. And they're the only two teams that are above 500 in the division. And Philly's a grand total of one game above the division. So sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I think the Mets have been good. I think they've been scrappy. I'm proud of them. Um, but if they don't get some help, this little nice little run's going to run out because a team like Philly could make a run. Um, so they, they desperately need some help. And, again, we'll get to that in a minute about the Red, trade deadline. Red Sox take three or four from the Yankees. The Yankees had two brutal losses. And, again, every oh. time you think you see a bad loss, you see another one. I, again, I've said it for a couple months now. If you, anyone's been listening, this team is not any good. You need to sell whatever chips you sell. They should not be in buy mode this week. The team is not. Listen, the problem is they're only a couple games behind the wild cards. Right. You're, it's, again, fool's gold when you think that you're good enough to, you know, oh, if we just get in, if we just get in. Anything can happen if you just get in, Eric. You know, just get in. We'll play that one-game playoff, and we can make a deep run. Who knows? But – Listen, baseball is about a long sample size. and I think Well, yeah, and let me ask you this. Let's flip it over to the Yankees for a minute because as we talked tonight on Tuesday night, they're just opening up, I believe it's a three-game series, correct? Correct, yep. With the first – with the um, – not first place, uh, second place Tampa Bay Rays, who just a game – Rays are just a game behind Boston. <laughs> okay, so is this the worst-case scenario for a Yankee fan like yourself? The Yankee, Let's say the Yankees sweep Tampa Bay. And Friday morning, with the trade deadline Friday afternoon at 4 p.m., the Yankees suddenly think, we've got life. If there's a move out there to make it, to improve it, let's go do it. Let's let's be aggressive. Let's not sell. And B, sit on that question for a minute, even if they that doesn't happen, let's say they lose all three, are the New York Yankees really going to take a, 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 a reflective look at themselves and actually, would they actually sell on Friday? Yeah, they've done it before. They did it five years ago. So I, I think they would have no yeah. problem doing it again. They, I mean, they sold off two big pieces, you know, five years ago. If you're talking about Chapman, though, they also knew that they, I, I, I'm kind of thinking maybe not a hand. Andrew Miller. That's a good point. But I, I'm, I'm the cynical person here says that they sold off Chapman with an understanding that they might have a really good shot to bring him back because he was going to he was going to be a free agent. But it still meant you were telling your fan base you were giving up on that season, which the Yankees True. don't do. They, and they also traded Carlos. Be- they also traded Carlos Beltran. Carlos Beltran. You're right. You're right. Is that the way you as not Eric Dobrat's Connecticut sports broadcaster of the year? God knows you've earned that. <laughs> but as Eric Dobrat's just a Yankee fan. Your whole sell, life, sell, you want to you want to sell, sell. Everyone on that team, I will sell. There's not everyone. One There's not one. Player everyone. On everyone. 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 Yep. Wow. Aaron, Aaron Judge is 29 years old. 29. Wow. I am so. Interested. If someone called about him and they wanted to offer you a boatload, but the problem is prospects. Prospects are prospects. Both of our teams have overvalued prospects for years. So Garrett Cole. Cole. <laughs> 
You'd no show one's your, gonna, no one, no one. I know call. that, but you, no something, one. you know, the Dodgers go crazy. They say the Yankees would want too much. The Yankees would okay. want too much. Okay. That okay. would never happen. But anyone else on the roster? I mean, and the idea that the Yankees are kicking the tires on someone like Trevor Story, that's just dumb. Why would you it do that? It is dumb. It makes no sense. Why would you do that? I mean, and Joey Gallo, who everyone's got 24 home runs, yeah, but he's hit 220 and strikes out like 50% of the time. So it's another another one. And, again, Stan is unmovable, but that guy is just – These bats are so non-competitive sometimes. They I are. Guess maybe it's like for years we both watched Barry Bonds when he was on top of his game. And I know he was cheating, but <laughs> – you were not getting a fastball in his wheelhouse by Barry Bonds right. ever that season. He didn't miss. And the idea that Stan will take a called third strike, a couple different at bats and just be non-competitive. Alex Cora brought in a left-handed pitcher to face Giancarlo Stan with bases loaded and one out on Sunday, because that's how unworried he was about Giancarlo. That's I did not see Sunday's game. Um, but that's quite the indictment of Stanton. Yeah. So you know, you mentioned a guy like Joey Gallo, but that's the that's the guy that the Yankees were good. That's the guy like okay, the guy's hitting two twenty. I don't care. I'm bringing yeah. him in because he's gonna he can the, he's gonna love the short porch. Left handed you know, thump. Yeah. Yeah. He hits fifteen home runs in the last six weeks. He could hit two twenty five. I don't give a damn. I'm 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 trading for the fifteen home runs the last six during the stretch. Yeah. The Chili Davis type, you know. The, the Chili Davis. We talked about fielder. Yeah, and so that maybe transitions that us to their their rivals, the Red Sox, who are now yep. game in, out of game in first place, and they should be buyers. Anthony Rizzo, the Cubs' first baseman, another left-handed power hitter. I love him got, as a Yankee, by the way. Oh, he again, left-handed power hitter in the short, in Yankee Stadium, the short porch. Again, if the Yankees were in a better spot, yeah, I, in fact, that's a guy because I like Rizzo a lot. That's a guy I'd overpay for, rental or no rental. I'm the New York Yankees. Say I'll overpay. I know he's a rental. I'll sign. We'll sign him in the off season. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. But so we'll see. Boston should definitely be looking to make an improvement. Red Sox uh, are they, also getting back Chris Sale, which is adding a huge. That's an addition. Like yeah. But again, guy like Rizzo, they could still use a first baseman. I think. Another I mean, bullpen maybe, arm. Maybe Gallo's a guy they go after. A bullpen. Everybody wants a bullpen arm, and everyone wants pitching. And that brings us to the Mets, which, again, I'm going to have a little bit of fun here because after 15-something years of the Mets, like, well, if they do anything at the trade deadline, either they stink so they're selling and they won't take back anybody's salary, or if they're decent, they'll buy, but they can't really take any big contracts because they're cheap and they're in debt and they can't afford anybody. So who do you want? They're, they're, they're a contending team right now. Even if, you know, No matter what happens this week, they're not going to fall out of the race right now. They're, they're in first place. They're one of the few teams, maybe just maybe only the Dodgers are the other you know, team that would just say, we want this guy, but that means we have to take that guy and his bad contract. We'll do it. We can afford it. So I think that puts them in a great spot. You hear the Mets want to make a big move this week. Um, you know, I've just the scenario I just played out would be like them going up to Minnesota and getting the starting pitcher, Barros, Jose Barros, who would be. I'm not in love with, but it would feel a huge need. But the twins say you got to take 36 year old Josh Donald Donaldson, who's still a decent player, and his contract for two years. The Mets of the last 15 years, there's no way that happens. The Mets might do something that like that on Friday. In fact, I could see a trip like that happening. I think they need someone better than Barrios, though. I do too. He's, but, a, he's a he's a third or fourth starter. He's a, he's been good before, but he's not that good this year. Well, it depend, you're right, and his numbers after the All-Star break the last couple of years, because I looked this up, are eh. – but I think right now, if you're thinking that you're going to get Jake back 
and Carlos Carrasco is close. Like again, Eric, right now it's this is a big series tonight, and they're starting Jared Eikhoff. If you can go get a Barrios and I want a Rich, and I loved the Rich Hill trade because it was so low risk, maybe medium reward, like no brainer. Yeah, I don't. The guy gives you five innings and gives up three runs. I know that's not Cy Young stuff. That's perfect for a late for a fifth starter. I agree. Barrows can be a back. So I love that trade. So Barrows is a guy who at least fill a need, and then you get Carrasco back. Maybe even get Syndergaard. Although I, I would put Syndergaard in the bullpen to start out. Just Carrasco make is going to be coming back Friday night from what we hear, right? Yeah, it seems that that's the plan right now. But we've heard he's had setbacks. But you know, if you get a guy like Barrios and then you got to figure out what to do with him, that's a nice problem to have. Yeah. So it seems the Mets are. The names you hear about the Mets, you hear the Red Sox about Rizzo. We talked about it, and the, and the Yankees' story. The Met names you hear about, and you listen to John Heyman today, um, was still was still Chris Bryant, and still a couple of the lesser known, maybe not the Grade A pitchers like uh, Zach Davies and John Gray from the Rockies. They said the Mets would love to get Max Scherzer from Washington, but it doesn't sound like Washington or Scherzer are keen to that. Washington doesn't want to trade Scherzer within the division, and apparently Scherzer is more of a West Coast guy. So imagine Max Scherzer, even if he's not Max of the last few years in the L.A. Dodgers. Thanks a lot. How about we're, all, we're all playing for second place. How about Scherzer to the Astros? That'd be great with me. It's, he gets him out of the National League. Trey Turner was just pulled from the Nationals game. Are you kidding me? Nope. Is that what ha- is that is that confirmed or are you just speculating? He just was pulled from the game, but they haven't said why. So the national shortstop, Trey Turner, best shortstop in our division. No offense. Sorry, uh, Francisco. Is There's a possibility he might, have, he might have exited the game for injury after sliding into third and not looking real comfortable. After. Okay. So. I love trade deadline week. Do you not? I mean, I, I'm going to – my team's in first place. We have a real owner for the first time since 2002. I'm going to be, like, refreshing Twitter – all day Friday. I'm going to be useless on Friday. And I'm not usually that useful on Fridays was, to begin with. More, more than usual. Even more so. More than usual. So, so yeah. Yes. Eric will be like, please, Eric will like get these dead contracts off the Yankees, these bloated contracts, and give me some 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 new blood. I'll send you Stan right now. You need a big stick in your lineup. You can play left field for you guys. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Uh, who, are you, who are we giving up? I don't care. Bag of balls. Okay. Or Brandon you know, you know that that's that, Nemo's been great for them. You, I know you have to goof on Nat Brandon Nemo. The minute Brandon Nemo came back, their offense started to cook a little bit. It's still that not was, cooking. That was a Sandy Alderson jab. All right, Sandy. I think Sandy's going to be retired this year. You know that's not a terrible trade. And the Mets were just in like an in a WFT WTF mode. Like what the what they bleep? Okay, yep. Stan. All right, one more one more thing for baseball before we take a break. The Cleveland Indians now have a new name. Yeah, it sucks. Well, why? Uh, why do you not? Like okay, okay, you like the so you like the name. <clears throat> no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm, I, I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Not ambivalent. I'm. Uh, You're indifferent to it. Indifferent, yes. Okay, I will say this. I don't think it's a terrible name either. It's fine. I see. I saw the markup with the logo and the new. That, the logo is good. The logo is good. I just thought like there was a couple ones on the table that were better and a little less generic. Well, the spiders they had a connection to. I like. Yeah, the Spiders were the team from like 19, from 1894 or something. The first, I think, the either the second professional team ever after the Cincinnati Redlegs, which you could have Reds. gone music, you know, with the Hall of Fame being in town. Something. Like that. Thank you. 
that's what I'm getting at. Is the Cleveland Rocker is not just right there on a silver platter? Is that not a perfect nickname? Is that not a great marketing thing? Could that not have been cool uniforms? It's yeah. sitting right there. Yeah. So that was my biggest yeah. complaint. But I'm cool. I think it's cool. Again, despite what the uh, some of the uh, nitwits in our country think about this being politically correct. Sh shut up! Don't listen to this morons. This is long overdue and good for Cleveland for doing it. And you're right. It's it's a, it's fine. It doesn't suck. It's not like. I still don't know what a Kraken is. I think it's cool that Seattle got a hockey team. It's a Some sort of like, is this like a squid or something like that? It's like maybe a squid or a big fish. Who cares? So Guardians is fine, but dude, you could have been the Rockers. That would have been awesome. I agree. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk football, NFL football. Your buddy Aaron Rodgers decided to come to today. And then more uh, conference shuffling going on in college football, which college football is now basically – Forget rivalries, forget everything. It's basically just 10 or 12 teams. So we'll do all that when we come back. So, Brian, take it away. Oh, I'm sorry. I nodded off. You mentioned college football and yes. conference, conferences, and I started to sort of just fall asleep. I got bored. Okay, but, you know, if it's, speaking of sleep, can we talk about Oswell for a minute? Oswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep. Oswell has designed mattresses that are designed to make sleep good sleep, sleep accessible to all. Well, without being super expensive. Now, the Oswell mattress features hybrid mattress technology, combining the best of both worlds, memory foam and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. Now, their goal is to create an affordable mattress without sacrificing quality or luxury. And the result is the Oswell Queen mattress. This is a queen-size mattress with you know, a nice mattress, uh, and it's going to start you at start about $345. That is not a misprint. I'm not reading that wrong. I read it every week. The price never changes. $345 for a nice queen mattress. I don't know where it's going to get better. And it gets, it actually, it does get better because this also includes things like 100 night, 100 night free trial. So a free 100 night trial, free trial of 100 nights. And financing as low as 0%. You want to even save some more money? Go to the ADBC podcast site, adbcpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Click on any one of our episodes. If you click on an episode, you'll see a link to allswellhome.com. Click on that link and shop and you start saving. Using that link allows you to save 15% off your total purchase. 15%. That's on top of the mattress that starts at $345 and financing that starts it's that you know at 0.00%. You can't get any lower. So do that today. If you need a new mattress, sleep well. We only need sleep, so sleep well and save with all as well. 100 days and your mattress? No thanks. I'm good. Okay. Jeez. You're, you're lost, pal. I know. All right, so Aaron Rodgers came back for Green Bay today. They had a little moment where I guess they reshuffled his contract a little bit. I still think he's a jerk, and I hope Green Bay fans boo him every day for the rest of the season. But they won't, but I can't say that. No, I can say about that. Yeah, I, I, the same thing. I mean, like, I, I sort of – we prefaced this tonight by, like, uh, which big sports stories do we care less about? We did this a few weeks ago with movies. Tonight we're doing it with sports, like – uh, which sports story am I tired of hearing about? Do I not care about it? It was Aaron Rodgers and the, and the big 12. So and back the same Aaron Rodgers thing, like he's this whole drama. And then sort of just top it all off. He says, I want Randall Cobb to come back, bring back Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb. Received and and late breaking. I'm sorry to interrupt late breaking news. He also wants Tony Mandarich back. He wants, oh, he wants Tony Mandarich back. Let's bring back Tony Mandarich. So yeah, Randall Cobb was like one of his favorite receivers five or six years ago. Uh, he, He's like 31. He has a terrible contract. He was, I know you can find this shocking, but Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans gave him an incredibly loaded contract. So Aaron Rodgers says, Hey, you know, that guy who's 31 years old and was on the downside and has an 
awful contract that'll help bloat our salary cap. You bring him back, we're buds. I'll go, yeah. do that to make do that to show me loyalty. And the I guess the Packers, as of this writing, they're working, this taping, they're working on that trade. So yeah, I mean, do we have enough circumstantial evidence to say that Aaron Rodgers, at least publicly, comes across as a dick? I, mean, I think yeah, we yes. got He is a total Richard. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. I mean, I know I have a couple friends who uh, of the female variety who like Aaron Rodgers and think he was great on Jeopardy. So I will say this, that Aaron, dude, if you don't want, if they don't, you know, go, go to Jeopardy. Actually, that's a great gig. So enough about that. I don't care. He's at camp, blah, blah, blah. Uh, football news. We mentioned Texas, Oklahoma, leaving a big 12. They're going to, you know, they want to go join the SEC and basically be the NFL of college football. So the, College football is over as far as the NCAA is concerned. It's going to be run by the SEC. There's the, the tradition, the, the rivalries, the Big 12 is no longer going to exist in football. It's going to be awful. It's going to be a bunch of teams that, you know, there's going to be literally 20 teams. Next thing you know, the ACC and SEC will combine. So it's just going to be one big power grab. These guys don't care about anything but money. That's it. I really don't care. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine watching it as, as, you know, flipping around and watching a casual college football game in the fall, but I don't care. No, it's screwed as Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is screwed. But you know what? Eventually, we'll just see one big conference with 30 teams, and they'll send like 12 of them to a quote-unquote national championship tournament. Yep. And ESPN will have big ratings, though not for me, but they'll survive if I don't, even if I don't watch. So, I, I, yeah, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this either. But college football, I don't care. And quite frankly, I got stuff to do on Saturdays anyway in the fall. If I want to watch, watch NFL football on Sundays, my wife's not going to let me watch college football all day on Saturdays. So, Back to the NFL real quick. Roger Goodell, I give him a lot of credit for this, not screwing around on his vaccination policy. You don't want to get vaccinated. He can't make you get vaccinated, but if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to live a- alone a lot during the season. You're not going to be part of the training background, or the training facility. You're not going to be involved in uh, – you know, team you dinners, hotels, can't go for meals, can't go outside after the game. Can't yet. Yeah, no team meals. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, I wish every business in America was doing this quite frankly. So yeah. uh, it can't, and there's already, you know, we've already had some players bitch about it online. I'm not going to give those guys. It's a privilege uh, to play in the NFL. Cole Beasley, if you don't like it tough. Yeah. Cole Beasley pound sand. I mean, Cole, but you know, he's a moron to begin with. So, and yeah, but I think the big thing you have to we have to highlight is that fact that, and this is what all sports should be doing and all business should be doing. There has to be consequence that maybe hurts those beyond you because then you have pressure or your boss or your company or your employer says, you're not worth it. And if you have a team that has an outbreak because of unvaccinated players, and that's the key because we already know that people that are vaccinated can test positive for COVID. Correct. A team has a outbreak, if a team has an outbreak because of unvaccinated players, Instead of bending over ass backwards to reschedule these games like they did last year, the team that has the unvaccinated player player breakout forfeits the game. Wow! And financial and hit. Bang! Take you you fall you t- and what is that, sir? Follow up on that. Well, they're going to say if the, if one team causes a loss of revenue for the other team, they're going to make up the difference. Yeah, and Basically. then the, the last thing is like if you for, the team that forfeits, guess what? You don't get paid that week. Yep. And that's everybody. And these guys, as you probably know, Eric, they only get paid, you know, they, they don't get paid all game year checks. round. They they get game they get paid game checks. So that means 16, now 17 times a year these guys get a check. 
that's a big deal, especially if you're a guy, you know, it's fun to make, you know, we, we'd love to make like, you know, $300,000 a year. But if you're a guy that's on the bubble, on the edge, on you know, down on the roster making 300 grand and you might not have a long career, that's a big deal. Yep. That's going to cause us in the locker room. That's when the Cole Beasley's of the world are going to hear about it from the guys Two that are getting down. paid. Because you don't think, you know, you're afraid. You don't. No one's going to tell you you have to get vaccinated. You'll retire. Well, then retire. Yep. Who cares, dude? You're not friggin' Jerry Rice. Same with John Andrew Hopkins. Go away. You made the decision. You got to live with the consequences. That's life. Absolutely. That's life. So. And that's our rant. That's my rant. Good for you. Thank you. I feel better. All right, going to take a left-hand turn here. We're talking about, so this past weekend, I was in Worcester, Massachusetts. As I told you, it was at a hockey tournament. It was nice to be out with the with the folks doing family things. Worcester, by the way, very underrated as far as things to do downtown. The Worcester Red Sox, really the Woo Sox now they call, are mm-hmm. in town right next to the ice arena. Plenty of restaurants and bars. It, I was pleasantly surprised. Worcester. So that's what I did with my kids this weekend. Now, you were doing some movie watching at your household, I guess. Well, let me just say, as someone who's been, it's been a, quite a few years since I've been to Worcester. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've been there. I didn't stay there, by the way. I just We just played games there. Been to Worcester many times, like in my 20s and, you know, and, and whatnot, uh, even maybe during college, made some trips to Worcester, see some concerts. If Worcester is underrated, then God, good, you know, I, I applaud Worcester because there was, when, I, when I've been to Worcester, I never thought of underrated. So if they've turned, they've got some things hopping now. Good for Worcester, Massachusetts. But yeah, you mentioned it. So uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, as we talked about earlier this, uh, not this month, maybe last month, turned forty this year. Turned forty, yep. I think, in May or June. So Love the movie. Out the Betamax and popped in the copy. And popped out the Betamax, HBO, eight, not Betamax, HBO Max. HBO Max had a right now has Raiders of the Lost Ark on you know as a something you can watch and my wife and i said hey maybe because the my kids watch you know just a lot of kids stuff maybe we can maybe this is a, a something from our youth that they would enjoy although i don't know why because my old man never said like you know in 1982 just said here's a movie from 1938 you guys are gonna love but my wife and i tried it and we watched raiders of the lost ark with my nine with my 10 year old and my eight year old yep. and the, re, the results and the reviews were mixed first of all because my kids, like when we were kids, we watched movies like this, like adult themed movies, not adult themed movies, but like more mature movies and, and whatnot. My kid, everything now for kids, even kids like 10, and I don't know about your kids, is geared so much for kids that they don't really see. I don't know that they see a lot of these movies, and I might be yeah. wrong about this. Because my daughter thought there was, at their, my 10 year old at times thought there was too much violence in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Really? Well, the, yeah. uh, the face melting off was a little tricky. We, by the time we got the face melting off at the end, spoiler alert, we had, I had, they had become somewhat desensitized. But I think they, they, they were, they thought, okay, this is okay. But they didn't understand. Like, if he, is he a college professor, Indiana Jones? Is he a teacher? Is he an archaeologist? Is he a treasure hunter? What is he? And I said, he's all the above, and stop asking questions. Lady killer. A lady killer. And again, I remember how much I loved Karen Allen back in the day. Boy, she was perfect in that movie. But so I so it was a little bit of a mixed bag. And so the first, it was one of our first in a long time. I think we did Ghostbusters last, maybe last year, with trying to like get the kids to dig a movie that we thought was appropriate that we dug as young people. And so it was mixed review. My question to you, because your kids are a little older, so maybe you've gone through this. 
are your kids, and maybe because they have even shorter attention spans than our generation, are your kids constantly asking effing questions during the effing movies? My son. My son is 12. Yep. He will ask me a question while someone's explaining the answer. Drives my wife and I nuts. It dri- my, my oldest, I, I think, and they're probably closer in age. I think your son's like 12. My, my daughter's yeah. my oldest kid's 11, uh, 10. And she's been doing this. I mean, even, but she's always been doing this, but now it's all the time. And the number of times my wife, we just have a recording, which still hit like a, a, a thing on my phone that just says, just watch the movie. Just watch button. the movie. Just watch the movie. Just watch, because I'm not answering this. We'll, we'll literally pause whatever we're watching and we'll turn and say, the character's answering that right now. If right you now. Stop, yeah, if, oh. you sh- if you shut up and stop asking us to pause, I'm like, what do you do in movie theaters? Like, you can't pause in movie theaters. Yeah, million questions all the time. You're absolutely right. It's, it's very so we will very di- We've dipped our toe into this. My, we'll see. We've got a couple of their contenders from... I, this is sort of like I call this movies that my we loved as kids or young adults or, or kids as you, or, well, your kids like Porky's. You said no, they like Porky's Revenge. I'm with them on Porky's. Porky's kind of a lame movie. I mean, it does, the plot goes nowhere. The character development sucks. Um, oh, unbelievable! All right, we're gonna take one more time out. Then you have a list of birthdays, and you you know you, you have the gall to include one birthday on there. Like I'm not gonna know how old. I figure you did. I almost didn't put it on there, but you what know. What are you crazy? Come what on, you? Jesus. Yeah. Well, we'll skip it. I thought we'd at least get the tip, tip a cat, tip a cat to the old, old guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll definitely mention it. But all I'll right, that. all right. Take to, take me to our uh, birthday segment with this commercial. All right, save yourself a trip to the market. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite store. That means multiple stores are available, so you can shop from all your favorite stores in a single order. You're not going to go to stores you've never been to. You can still shop at your local stores and maybe more than one. You know, so that in more than one local store, shop the places you trust and you know. That means you get the products that you love from local stores, hand selected by shoppers based on your preferences. And that means they're going to also pick the freshest produce, protect your eggs, all that jazz. And the more you shop with Instacart.com the more those shoppers start to learn your preferences and they'll be on the lookout for deals that are applicable to you and the way you shop and the items that you pick up on a regular basis. So that's very cool. I love that feature of this app, uh, of Instacart. Hey, guess what? Free delivery on your, thir- your first order of over 35 bucks. That sounds pretty good, right? Free delivery of first order over 35 bucks. I take it. Here's how you do that. Go to edbcpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Click on any one of our episodes, any one of our podcast episodes. You'll see a link. So <clears throat> you'll see the link to Instacart.com. If you haven't already, sign up for an account. It takes about three minutes. And, you're fir- and when you go through that website, go through our website and click on that link. When you shop, your first order of over 35 bucks features free delivery. And that's nice because, you know, everyone wants to save a buck here there. So shop from home. Shop and save with Instacart. All right, man. So here we go. Birthday mm. list from you. The first one I will not uh... – I'll get right to it. Mick Jagger turned 78 years old this week. The same week the Rolling Stones announced they're going on the road this fall. To yeah. Tour, which was postponed due to COVID. So it's amazing. You got a 78-year-old front man's going to be running around pr- pretty yeah. much almost as much as he did in 1981. It's insane. Maybe. We'll see. I, I'd yeah. be remiss. There's another re- reason I kept this on. I'd be re- remiss if I didn't mention this because we talk about dad stuff and our kids. Yeah. Uh, my kids just got – they're on a – camp break this week we took a long weekend so they're on camp break this week they start a new camp next week the past couple of weeks they've been going to uh 
theater and singing uh, camp, day camp. And so they think, you know, singing, dancing, um, separate bunch of performances. Last day of their camp, uh, the whole, all the age groups did a whole like show. Yeah. Based on the, the theme was the 80s. So like my sister, dude, when I tell you, and my wife will back me up, the last, thank God it's over. Although they loved it and they want to go back in the fall to do some singing lessons. When I tell you that we have heard we built the city in this house for the last two weeks. Oh. And vacation by the Go Go's. Oh. And uh, what was the other one? And this is even a '90s song, but I uh, was uh, one of the t- the uh, "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. <laughs> but here's the kicker. Yeah. There is a mashup out there, like on Kids Disney, or like you can find it on Amazon or something. A mashup of two songs, and this this was their grand finale that they had to learn and practice and sing. They took two songs, <laughs> mashed them together. And there is this is the Mick Jagger tie-in. The mashup of the two songs was Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. Yep. Combined and mashed up, mixed with Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. How awful was it? The worst part is, oh, the other one was Jump. The other song was Jump. And I'll get to Jump in a minute by Van Halen. The worst part is I played both songs individually for my oldest daughter. She was lukewarm. On living on a prayer, which gives me hope that she was lukewarm. She's she's big into pop music, but she really didn't get just start me up as a standalone tune. And, and she's not. Que- and she probably had some questions about the chorus towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't get that far. And she's like, not she's not feeling Mick Jagger. And I showed her the start me up video. I was like, what is he doing? That's not even good dancing. To sweatpants. Here's the worst part, though. Then we'll get off because we do have a long list, and the next guy is a rocker too. I showed her the the jump the version of Jump by Van Halen that the kids practice too because they put on their Kindles and they're on their Amazons because they on their Amazons on their Alexas because they've all got an Alexa. Was uh, the Jump version by the cast of Glee from the TV show Glee? Oh, okay. So kids singing. So I play her the original version. No, nah, I like the Glee version better. I never watched Glee, so you'll, I I, mean, I don't either. But it's a bunch of like high school kids singing. Yeah, my kids watch that. I think. Yeah, so I had some, so I got some issues going on right now. Yeah, I'd say so. <sighs> anyway, happy birthday, Mick! I'm glad you guys are going to be out on the road uh, next year. Hopefully, God willing, uh, and everyone stays safe. All right, your next move on before this podcast lasts four hours. Slash, speaking of rockers and guitar players, Slash, Saul Hudson, Slash from Guns N' Roses. They're going back on tour, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, I'm, I'm gonna rush right after to see them. Played with the Stones. I think they opened for them a couple times back they in the nineties. Yes, they did. I'm gonna say Slash is like fifty-five. Ooh, very close. Slash is fifty-six. All right. So I'm this one made me feel old. So yeah, but good The next one's a tricky one too. Feeling isn't old. it though? Because I always think of him as as the role of the. Uh, the dumb, even though he's a great actor, he's done a ton of mil- films since the eighties. I'm still always going to refer, think of him as the Woody the bartender. But Woody Harrelson celebrated a birthday uh, yesterday, actually. He's sixty. Boom. No kidding. Bang. Wow. I figured he would join Cheers when he's like 27, 28, maybe something like that. So that's why. There I- you go. Always, I think always a really good actor. Maybe not a great actor, but another guy who like disappoints. Maybe he's in some weird movies, but he's always good. He is. He's very good. I think. 
One of my favorite sitcom characters of all time is your next birthday pick. Prima. Yeah. Uh, I, heard a podcast, I heard a podcast today. One of the uh, one of the uh, one of the guys on the show who owned the parakeet and the uh, Kramer put the key in the lockbox and the parakeet died. The oh yeah. Died that episode. He was I was listening to him on a podcast and he said that Kramer used to continually practice his entrances in and out of the apartment all the time, oh. trying different ways to get in and out of the apartment. So he So Michael Richards that you're talking about. Yeah, he, took a, spent a lot of time practicing his entrances, you know, where he'd do whatever, zip through of the room or whatever. Well, I respect it. He he he, you know, he took his craft seriously. And he's older too. I'm gonna guess he's like 66. He's a lot of well, you were on the right track because he is older than most of the other cast. Yeah. Remember, the other most of the other cast is in their 60s. <clears throat> so you were a little off on this one. Michael Richards, this is this'll get to you. Michael Richards is 72. <whistles> yeah. I should have thought that one out a little better. 72. Uh Wonder Woman. You have Wonder Woman, Linda Carter on the list, Brian. Nice job. Little, I mean. The show, I kind of remember from the 70s, a little young, like five or six. That was your old. first set of underoos as well. That's weird. It was. It was. <laughs> Boy, the stories, that if those pants could talk. Um, yeah, Linda Carter. Your parents burned them shortly after their second wear. Um, <laughs> I don't know how Linda Carter, she's in her 70s, I'll bet. Um, I'll say 74. I would have thought that too, because I remember that the Wonder Woman whole thing was like mid seventies, late seventies. She's seventy. Wow, Kramer's so older than her. Or so I'm led to believe, Eric. I mean, who am I to who am I to distrust the internet where I get this information from? This is true. All right, we're running out of time here, so I'm going to get to your last guy, who's a classic from one of your. Was this a top five movie? For you? Be there. This is this a top five movie for you? No, but it's a top 10 movie. All right. Robert Hayes, Striker. Striker, Ted Striker from the Airplane from airplane, uh, airplane, and Airplane 2. Yeah, Robert Hayes. I actually think I saw this on the internet this week, so I apologize. But was he 74? He is 74. An apology yeah, accepted. Thought... Listen, man, you're busy. You've got a lot of stuff going on. You can only voice so much. You know what I mean? I can always, I'm on the internet all too much, way too much at work all the time. Your Mets are losing four nothing, by the way. Just thought I'd let you know. Yeah, Mayor, I'm watching. Eight I'm watching one on a Tuesday night. Yankees grounded into a bunch of double plays already, and it's only in the second inning. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Red Sox are in a rain delay, so that, that's that's what we're dealing with on a Tuesday night. Cool. Well, I hope next week we have. Uh, um, I know you're geared up. I know you can't wait because you you love draft stuff. I know you you can't wait for the NBA draft on Thursday. So we do have a UConn player. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to mention it. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, James yep. Book night. James. Everyone has him going six to Oklahoma City right now. Most draft. Yeah, assuming Oklahoma City still sits there, but we're not. We'll, we won't do that tonight. We'll talk about that next week and some trade deadline fallout. Will it be a dud, or will are some of our teams that we talk about locally here make a, a big splash or two? Well, I'm hoping the Yankees sell. I hope the Mets buy. Let me ask you this: Charlie Morton. Too bad the Braves never. What's that? Charlie Morton would be great for the Mets. I like Charlie Morton. I have always liked. You Charlie signed Morton. him five years ago. Should have signed him last year when he was available. Uh, would have been great fit. Those two teams would never make a deal, but he would be perfect for the Mets. Charlie Morton. Playoff experience. Yeah, he would be, but it's not going to happen. Charlie Morton for Dom Smith, straight up. Mm, I'm not loving that because Charlie's not a young guy anymore. Dom's a I know. Young guy. I know. Plus, it's not going to happen because the Braves, if they win tonight, are like three back, and uh, they're not trading. They're probably going to buy. Yeah, maybe the Braves make a deal. Who knows? We'll see what they do. See what happens. 
They're showing Jacob DeGrom on the bench. Hopefully that guy pitches sooner rather than later. If you want to be great, you please. Please. You got to pitch. Please. I don't disagree with what you're saying. Please. Yeah. All right, man. That'll do it for this edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. Next week, trade deadline, all kinds of fun stuff coming up. Hey, dude, we're like we're like seven weeks from the NFL. Oh my God, stop it! Wishing my summer away. I don't want that. I know, I know, I know. All right, man. That'll do it for this edition of the EDBC podcast. Brian, take it. See ya.